Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. Today is Wednesday. It's the 22nd day of April 2020. And I'm joined again today by my friend Danny McCormick, who is a disability support worker in Tasmania. And he's been talking. In fact, you should go back and listen to yesterday's episode if you haven't heard it yet, because these will follow one on the other. He's been talking about the situation on the ground, uh, both in terms of COVID-19 and just in general. And Danny, you mentioned that you work for a nonprofit. Does that mean that the organization that you do work for is funded by people's donations? No. What we have in Australia now, well, we used to have, um, you know, a, a government funding model. So uh, people would originally it was all government, and then of course they started to privatise and outsource. But the funding went to different not-for-profit organisations uh, to provide the services. And now what we've got is called the NDIS, which is the National Disability Insurance Scheme, which essentially ties the funding to individual people with disabilities. So as a person with a disability, you go and see your NDIS planner. They listen to your story, look at the needs you need, uh, or an advocate, you know, sells that sort of story for you. And then they say, right, well, we're going to give you this amount of money per year to source the supports you need to live a full, dignified life, meet certain goals that you've outlined as being important to yourself, and then off you go. And there's a lot of not-for-profit organisations. There are some for-profit organisations that also do it. Um, There's a very dwindling number of actual government services who are able to provide the service to you, which is another issue. But, But that's how it works. So it's a great idea. It actually was... So our Labor government came up with this idea, which was um, back in about 2007. The idea for the NDIS was getting floated, and then the Labor government brought it in. But before they got to the hitting the, the ground section, there was a change of government, and the Liberal government came in. And for American listeners, the Liberals don't mean liberal like they do in America. It's The Liberal government is based on economic liberalism, so deregulation, cutting taxes, that sort of thing. So they're kind of our right wing, or they are our right wing. Um, And so when they had to roll out the NDIS, they did it in a very, we don't really believe in it kind of way. And the funding, the wages are capped by the mechanism that they use to to figure out the funding. And it's, it's not great. It's a great idea being rolled out by people who don't believe in it. So like, and we've had a similar thing to go off topic very briefly with our broadband because it's, I think it's a really good analogy, is that the Labor government had also had a great idea for a big national broadband network, which was going to put fibre to the premises of every residence in the country, with the exception of you know little tiny regional pockets, because it's a big country with very small population. But nearly everywhere was going to get fibre to the premises, very fast broadband. Then the Liberal government came in and completely rolled it out differently, uh, you know, bollocks to put it on existing copper lines and basically destroyed it. And it'll cost a fortune to fix. So they've pretty much fixed, uh, stuffed it up for the generation. And I think they've done the same thing with the NDIS, except I think the NDIS will be quicker to fix if we ever get to it. But the way I described it is that um, the NDIS and the NBN are both stuck in buffering mode. So, you know, great <laughs> ideas only being partially dealt with. So it's kind of, you know, it's better than it was, but it's still not great. It's not what it should be. Why was it felt that there was a need to take that kind of funding out of the government's hands in the first place? 
or out of the model that had existed before, I guess? Well, the funding idea was purely done by the Liberal government. What the NDIS was supposed to do was make sure that every individual person couldn't fall through the cracks. So if you said to people, all you have to do is go and apply for the NDIS and then you will receive funding, then that means that under the older models, people would sometimes be trapped um, between services. So like I was saying previously in the, like the last episode, there is a, a wide variety. Disability is a massive, wide, all-encompassing sector, and they overlap aged care, mental health, disability, um, and general health care overlap in so many ways that people quite often bounce from one basket to the other and fall through the gaps. And the idea of the NDIS was to make sure that everybody who required services was able to access them. So that was the big idea about it. And, and quarantining a huge amount of money just for that purpose and saying this money is the NDIS, that it's what it's for, you don't touch it, which the Liberal government has already done a couple of times to um, buffer up their budgets, which is <laughs> of <course>. galling. <laughs> And they said, oh, well, you know, there wasn't enough people who asked for help. So therefore, but they made it so difficult to, to access. So, it, yeah, you know, it's capitalism. It is what it is. So, um, Great idea, badly uh, executed. How did you get into the field in the first place? What attracted you to doing what you're doing now? It was an accident, absolute accident. Never envisioned it would be something that I would do. Um, but what happened was my mum was a nurse. And she had started off as a psychiatric nurse and during the child-rearing years had dropped out of that field and, you know, looked after us kids. And I had gone off to do various other jobs. I've done a lot of things um, and I've quite enjoyed most of the things I've done, but nothing was really uh, sticking for me. Nothing really felt like a passion. And then one time when uh, during the recession I was laid off again, you know, just going, eh, whatever, I wonder what I'll do next time. And I said to my mum, who had since become a disability support worker, I quite like what you do. I wouldn't mind giving that a go. And the background there is my mum has always been very supportive, very um, believes in everything. You know, if you put your, your mind to it, I believe you can do it. You're, in, you know, you've got the intelligence, you've got the drive. If you wanted to do it, you could do it. And I said to her, I'd really like to do what you do. And she said, nah, you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Challenge on. <laughs> so I said, well, okay. So I went and spoke to her boss and she said, well, we have got no male workers right now and we've got this really difficult fella who's um, creating issues with the female staff. We really need a man to go in there so that, you know, it's just not safe for women to be going in there. We don't have any male workers. Would you like to try? And I was, you know, pretty scared, to be honest, because, you know, there was risk of physical assault and various other things. But she said, no, look. We'll give you all the training. We'll give you on-the-job support. We'll do everything we can. We're not going to throw you into the walls, etc. And I was in. Uh, I had to run past um, a consumer group, you know, people who were in the program at the time and get okayed and get some preliminary training. And um, this was a government job. And I was in. And I looked after the welfare of that person for around about nine months. Um, and it was difficult. And it, it was a real introduction to the system too, but that's another story which won't get in 10 minutes. But um, but that's how it happened. It was kind of by accident. And once I started doing it, I realized this is what I need to do. I, I love this. It feels like when I wake up in the morning, I actually want to go to work and I feel like if I don't turn up, it's a bad thing. Like the world 
normally when you don't go to your job, um, it's, you know, the world keeps turning, but the world literally stops turning. If you can't go in there and do your job to the best of your ability, it's really affecting somebody in a really visceral way. So that's where it started, I think, the value of that work. When you first applied and there were no male workers, was that just there just didn't happen to be at that moment? Or was that because that was a thing that primarily women did when you started? Definitely the, the latter. It's one of those historical roles that has been um, filled by women and undervalued by society. So, and also it was originally born out of, you know, very much the caregiving model, which is an extension of parenting, which everybody sees the mother as being the the primary parent. When I say everybody, you know, I am talking society. So it was just, it was a female dominated industry. And for that reason, it was also underpaid and it still is to a degree, but, and that's another story, but it was, um, that's basically what it was. And there's been an explosion in male workers in the last 10 years or so, maybe 15 years. Um, but when I started, yeah, it was literally the only male worker. Oh, there was one other guy that I met who was a, he was very, like a casual. He would only come in and see one particular um, client and that was the only person he ever worked with. But I was the first one in the, in the um, metropolitan area for sure who was working just on the general rounds. Yeah. Danny, can you come back for one more day? I can. Fabulous. I've still got more coffee to get through. I'll be fine. That's wonderful. That's Danny McCormick <laughs> in uh, Tasmania. I'm Jason Crane in Tucson. This is A Brief Chat. You can find this show at abriefchat.com where you'll find all of the previous episodes and links to support the show if you so choose. We'll be back tomorrow to talk uh, one more time with Danny coming up later this week. We've got another Poetry Friday as well. So if you haven't yet subscribed to the show and you want to get it in your podcast catcher of choice, you can do that too at abriefchat.com. I love you. A better world is possible. Please.